Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. He koonai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hi, this is comedian and depressed alcoholic James Nokise, and you're listening to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower, a podcast about headspace and happiness. For my safe space, the shower with fried chicken. This episode, I'm talking to Josh Thompson, comedian, actor, and host of the project on TV3. He's going to tell us about dealing with fame. Ted, you're on you're a movie. You're on a movie. Harry Potter. <laughs> and I went, I'm not in Harry Potter. And then he went, Hagrid, you're Hagrid. <laughs> His experiences as a comedy actor. It came out to horrific reviews. I was getting yelled at in the street. And our shared Pacific heritage. Yeah. Yeah, you're way more fresh than me. Um, <laughs> you still call it the KFC? No fire, no fire, Some of this will get a bit real. The language, the subjects. So make sure you're in a safe space with your comfort food. And join us eating fried chicken in the shower. We, we do look like like a weird 1980s sitcom right now. Yeah. Like, this would be the intro shot. I'm just... I'm, just, <laughs> I'm waiting for the... What you don't know is that this is a fold-down shower seat, which is made for one person and not sort of one and... One, one and one and a half. One and a half. It's like... It's You've got a handle on your side. You're fine. Yeah, I'm actually holding us up okay, right now. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. No, that's all right, bro. Okay. I, got, I got you a bit. Mm. Um, what, what chicken are we eating? I, th- it's, I think it's called Danger Spicy Chicken. All right. And I'm not good with spicy food, so this is going to be right. a very sweaty, safe spice food. Right. Do we, how do we... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I just put it on there. Okay. I think the budget okay. covers dry cleaning. Okay, so. good. Okay, so this is the sauce. And, um, is it? Do you, do you want to handle the chicken? It's a lot of sauce. I think, yeah. I think, I think this is the sauce. That can't be the sauce. I've got to be honest, I haven't really eaten um, spicy chicken. You haven't eaten so, spicy chicken? Well, I mean, I, I do, but I, I, I'm not really a spice person. Yeah, no, me either. This is a terrible decision. Okay. <laughs> it's a terrible decision. Okay, I'll take this. I mean, that was really good. Why are you eating fried, why are we eating fried chicken in the shack? Because this is basically my safe space. This is like, I don't know what you do. I do this. I, I, I what do you mean? What do you mean? Like when I want to feel, like if I'm like in a real bad headspace, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go into the shower with some fried chicken. Is the shower on? Well, normally the shower's on. But it's it's more about the location. Don't you get a wet fried chicken? Yeah. Well, you just kind of look oh, okay, okay. that. Like the shower's only going in one direction. Yeah, true, true. So you can like still stay warm and wet, but then mm. you're eating the shower. It's quite a lot of admin. Well, I mean, to get it to happen. Mm. Yeah. It's not as so much admin as setting up a podcast in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's way more. <laughs> I don't even know whose house I'm in. Um, <laughs> mm. what, what, I mean, you make it sound. Uh, this is weird, um, but what do what do you do? Uh, so one thing I kind of do is go and I think it makes me feel better is if I go and build stuff. When you um, like like house or house stuff or or um, not random like I've just got a list of stuff that you know I've got to fix like the tab and um, 
Yeah, right. like, or just like tidy up the backyard because because what what I do and I, you know what we do is it's so intangible mm. um, you know when we if we have a good day nothing's really changed it's just other people's opinions baby <laughs> yeah. um, and or you know we've written something or there's nothing there but like at home you know I've built a fence between me and the neighbours and if I feel stink I'll go and look at the fence <laughs> <laughs> Just stand there. I'll just look at it and go, oh, that's a good fence. Yeah, I built that. I had a good time making that because it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing that's there. Yeah. So I think just doing something manual, even just like mowing the lawns or something like that, just kind of, um, at least I'm shutting stuff out, but at least I'm doing something constructive. Um, and I, it kind of shuts every, all the noise out for a bit, I think. It's kind of good for me. Your yeah. parents met in China? Yep, yep. So dad... Um, was a civil engineer and he oh, wow. built like airports and yeah. wharfs and stuff and then they met and got married and flew back and uh, yeah uh, we were like the only well I think the other families moved in relatively quickly but we were they, well, they, heard, they heard one and made it one, one, and, one and cracked it man that's intense like not the chicken the um <laughs> yeah, yeah so uh, it was a bit weird but it wasn't too bad Christchurch was awful um uh, my brother, like, skinheads trying to stab my brother. Oh, snap. Yeah, missed and got his girlfriend. Um, oh, wow. Jokes on them. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was... But uh, it wasn't too bad for us growing up, comparatively. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Apart from the stabbing. Stab. <laughs> Have you gone to Tonga? I've been to Tonga a few times. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Take my new daughter to Tonga. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're related to a lot of people that we don't really know very well, so... Um, oh, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of... Uh, you don't really know what's going to happen, and then you end up on someone else's floor, and then you're taking parcels of food to someone else. And mm. Well, we've got a family friend mm. um, who I don't know, and I took over a mm. big bucket of chicken okay. KFC. Um, did, you, did you have to smuggle it? No, no, I took it legally in the kit, but we took it carry on. Amazing. And um, my wife opened it on the plane. <laughs> Insanity. Oh like, my God. See, she, I opened it, I, went, I, I was asleep and I woke up and I went, why can't I close the bag, close the bag. <laughs> like, all these heads, all these heads on the plane turning around, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what are you doing, what are you doing? We'll never make it off this plane alive. Because um, my, my, my dad made me smuggle. Oh really? When I was a kid. Where? Back in '93. Where did you put it? Uh, in the luggage. We went to we went to the K, um, KFC. We were on the morning flight. Oh, all right. And we went to the KFC the night before, wrapped it in aluminium, and then stuffed it so it was like an international chicken smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're way more fresh than me. Um, <laughs> you still call it the KFC? <laughs> no fire. No fire. Okay. When you when you do like have success, like mm-hmm. you're still connected to the community, though, right? Yeah, I um, well, I, like, the, it's harder because like the Tongan host on the project. Yeah, but I, because it's another thing. I'm so I don't know if I'm representing very well because I can't speak it, um, and my aunties and uncles have you know died off, so like it's harder. I've still got relatives, but I don't know them as well. I don't see them as much in Auckland so I feel there is a big disconnect and I don't know how to I'm very bad during the functions I'm very bad Tongan I don't know what's going on and I think this because so at least with like Maori culture you can pick up a book or you can google 
how to enter a marae, like uh, what a waiata is or who goes first or whatever like that. Yeah. I can't find any of that stuff for Tom and stuff. Yeah. And you just get told or you find out or you experience it. So, and because I've missed all that growing up, everyone thinks I know what's going on. So I'll be at a function and then someone will be just giving me eyebrows, which is the international sign for everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, what, what? And then the hand towards me, and then that, what do you want to do? What do you want me to do? Go get the pig. What? What pig? Sione brought a pig. Okay. Is there a Sione? <laughs> I don't know who. I, I meant to do all this stuff and I don't know I don't know what to do. do I, used to, I did a bunch of commercials for Fresh Up and that was like uh, my yeah. first sort of, the Tonga community were like, into that. I don't know why. <laughs> but I would go into like a church with my mum, I think it was somebody's wedding and it was all in Tonga and I didn't know what was happening and it was, you know, an hour of Tonga, 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 Tonga and then the guy stopped and said, Fresh Up. And then, then my mum looked at me and then the entire church looked at me and then mum said, stand up. So I stood up Everyone clapped, and then I stood, sat down again, and then it was time and time and time and time. <laughs> Did your mum ever like translate? Like ever tell you? No. Actually, I remember. I think you told me a story. This like back, be back in the day, but like when you went to Japan. Yeah, I got um, recognised. I, I was. I'd been in a film, and I know it had just gone to Japan, and I was walking up um, towards the shrine, and there were lots of little shops on either side, um, and this Japanese gentleman went. I said, you're on, you're on a movie, you're on a movie. And I went, oh, wow, wow, yes. And he went, Harry Potter. <laughs> and I went, Who do you think you were? Not in Harry Potter, not in Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. And I went, I'm not in Harry Potter. And then he went, Hagrid, you're Hagrid. <laughs> um, and then I, I just for so long was arguing with him that I wasn't Hagrid. And then I said, fine, I'm Hagrid. And then he turned to everybody in the shop and he went, it's Hagrid. And everyone went, yeah. Um, and then he gave me a kimono. Eating fried chicken in the shower when yoga just won't cut it. What do you do to make stuff okay? Like, what do you, like, what's, it can't always just be TV and TV and <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm but. very, I'm very, you know, I'm very lucky, you know, like, I think if I ever, actually, one time I was really down, I was really down because I, I don't know, I've been working a lot and uh, I just, it was very frustrated and I can't remember why. That's <laughs> really embarrassing. But I went back through my school. I was a bit of a nerd at school and I won a lot of things. And I, at uni I won some short film things and I won some other stuff. And I actually had like a big box of trophies and then I went and polished my trophies. <laughs> and then I felt better. That's great. <laughs> Do you still have the trophies? Yes. Well, well I did it. I did a sitcom called Welcome to Paradise, mm-hmm. and um, it was in Wellington. I got flown down. It was, I want to be an actor. It was a dream. Um, it came out to horrific reviews, um, but I mean, it's quite a descriptive work. It, it was horrific. It, we got, I was getting yelled at in the street. People, the st- people were yelling. People making fun of me. Your show is shit. You're not funny. Probably the worst thing though it was that it came out the same time as Flight of the Concords, and it came out on the same night, and um, it was us first, and then it was Flight of the Concords. However, we were marketed on billboards and on the channel as groundbreaking New Zealand television. 
<laughs> so people tuned in for groundbreaking New Zealand television got a very traditional format of New Zealand television called Welcome Paradise and then they got some actual groundbreaking television from Flight of the Concords from the States and it's the complete opposite and I made it worse I made it worse I got really I was at a Christmas party and someone was going on and on about how much they hated it to me it was a really good time um, and uh my phone rang and it was a reporter and they asked me what was wrong with the show. And instead of shutting up or hanging up, I went, oh, I do remember. I told, I said a bunch of stuff and uh, it all got, I shouldn't have said stuff anyway, but it got really taken out of context and I was, got, I really got done over by this reporter. Um, yeah, there was things where I'd say a whole sentence and I'd use half the sentence. And I was like, oh, I couldn't believe it because I basically betrayed very close friends there were people that I stayed with who looked after me and I you know were, you know really good friends and I threw them under the bus basically with this article and I, I felt sick about it for a really long time um, it took a long time for them to talk to me again which is fair enough and I don't know if I'd have done some irreparable damage otherwise <laughs> well, I t- weirdly it outrated the Concords that's, um, a, that's a do, you, do you ever tell them that? who? Jermaine and Brett? no I don't tell <laughs> I mean, that's got to be up there with trophy polishing. Just, uh, you, know, like, oh, you, got, you got an Oscar. Oh, you've uh, been a man in black. Well, I think you'll find who won the ratings war yeah, that year. Yeah, the ratings war, yeah, yeah. That sweet late night prime spot. Um, uh, and, but and, I th- and a lot of foreign people in New Zealand like, liked it. So to this day, people will come and say, what happened to that backpacker show you're in? And I what? physically recoil. I shrivel up inside. I go, but it's often people who have immigrated to New Zealand. I remember people, the amount of people that said it got me understanding New Zealand humour is like, it's the most horrific thing you can hear. And because it scarred you so deeply. Yeah, yeah. It helped you make sure that the project saved itself in the first six months by not saying it was comedy. So you maybe, both, maybe. Bro, maybe you, both, you both saved the project and educated a generation on New Zealand comedy. There we go, there we go. That's what I was here for. I don't really feel too bad after gigs anymore. Um, I used to get really mortified about it if it was bad. Yeah. But um, I kind of don't really care anymore. My, my mother passed away about six years ago. Yeah, I think, yeah, 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 and um, I had to talk at her wake, and um, I wrote a, a, a speech I was really proud of under mm. the stress, and I, I wanted to talk, do it well, and I, I couldn't talk, I remember clutching onto the lectern and I couldn't talk for, like, it felt like minutes, and you could hear people got very upset, I was very upset. Um, and people were trying, like people would get up every now and then to say, you know, you don't have to do it. And I'd be like, trying it. And I really, it took so hard. It was like word by word. I could, in my head, I was like crawling from each word to the next word. And I got out the first couple of sentences and then it got better and better. And then not so much about doing the speech, but doing, trying to do something for mum. And I got it out. And um, so everyone could share, you know, because like, you know, I want to tell everyone how wonderful she was. And um, uh, I got it out. And ever since then, I think I've like, if I ever feel bad or scared before public speaking, I go, it doesn't compare with anything. If I can do that, if I can do that to a church full of people who were 
right with me the entire way where people were it was so much wailing it was yeah. really full was, <laughs> you know everyone was with me and I was like if I can do that then I, I don't fucking care about this group of people I don't care about these people who are here who come to see me that you know I'm not related to everybody here or these aren't my friends you know like it doesn't matter you know it's never going to be as hard as that and so it's made it's put a lot of stuff into perspective yeah when mum passed as well, it was quite a weird... Don't feel bad about eating chicken while I'm talking about my mum's death. No, no, this is... Very, <laughs> we're, we're honouring a very Pacific pastime now, aren't we? Bit of skin tell hanging me. from you. <laughs> tell me of your mother's death. <laughs> I, I'm here with you, brother. I'm here with you. Yeah, she'll be upset. If, she's upset that I'm not eating that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and it was... Uh, you know, that was a, it was a big, big thing in my life, her dying. Obviously, the worst thing... It, um, happened I often try to visualize it for a long time after that um, that I would like I'd imagine being a little kid and like dad would be here above my right and mum would be there above my left and I could reach up and grab their hand and all of a sudden you know one side's gone and it's just, it's just I don't know why that it was just like this completely gone and uh uh, it was hard to deal with, obviously, but one thing that made it better was focusing on other members of our family, particularly Dad, because Dad lives on the farm where mm. him and Mum were, and um, and uh, I had to fly back out of Auckland, and so focusing on him was a big way to deal with it. And we, um, I would, uh, we got him to email us every day to tell us what was going on, and it started off being really weird email. <laughs> I've put sunscreen on my head. Um, I am now going outside. Oh, yeah, everyone's had a, a dad message like that. Yeah, but just like yeah. you don't know what sort of state he's in, so you're like, what does that mean? Or, oh, right, because it's heightened by the fact. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like another one, which was two words, which is goats outside. So it's just <laughs> like, what does that mean? I mean, we don't have goats, the neighbors don't have goats. Because Dad's very frugal, right? Yeah. So we we you know we we went down like six months later, and uh, he was in the paddock, and I was like, "What's he wearing?" And then we just like we were talking to him, and then I was like, "Those Mum's track pants." And I was like, "Oh no, he's like wearing <laughs> Mum's clothes." And that's suddenly you know we, we came in for a cup of tea and we were chat chatting away, and everything is you know this, everything's going all right. I was like. How are you going? You know, you've got some of mum's clothes on. He goes, yep, plenty more wear on these pants. Uh, <laughs> then you realise that he was just being cheap and didn't want to throw them out because he could wear them out and then get into the free pair of pants. Well, that's just good Kiwi ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't know what sort of extent of mum's clothing he was wearing out there, but <laughs> you've got to stop. You can't do this, mate. You've got to tell us. You've got to buy your own clothes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a good close with him is a long sort of battle thing about it. Um, but uh, yeah so that, that was really good and then, then the emails ended up turning into like we because I um, I ended up making a web series about them um, about my dad sending us emails and then trying to decipher what they meant um, called Subject Dad which is dad loves and you know it's quite a cool way to sort of secretly between us my brothers and my dad to honour mum without really talking about it um I don't know, this is quite a, uh, quite a cool thing that came out of the whole thing. Eating fried chicken in the shower, soothing your heart, basting your arteries. 
Is there you got anything else uh, you would like to share in the shower? I think yeah, there is actually. There is. Um, I know we we uh, um, uh, we me and my wife took a while to have a baby, mm-hmm. and we um, it was this is this is a, yeah it's quite yeah. Uh, just the fact that talking helps um, and uh, we had three miscarriages and um, which is if you're the man it's like well f- f- everybody's different I know other couples who have a miscarriage and it's horrific um, and for us it was really bad as well but we because there's different stages you can have it early in the term or late in the term Ugh. But we, ours were all early in the term. <laughs> ours were early in the term, and um, and I, uh, it was okay for me because the idea of being a parent was still new, and I was, I don't trust anything. <laughs> I don't trust that anything will happen anyway ever until it's happened. <laughs> so if I get cast in a movie or something, I don't trust that I'm going to be in the movie until I've been on set and acted. And or I've seen the movie and I'm in the movie. Like you, I never know if I'm. Is it what's that piece of movie? Was it? I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I think. Are you one of the people who doesn't go on holiday until they're sitting on the plane that's about to take off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't go on holiday until I get back. Yeah. Um, uh, but and so she, you know, but for her it was, you know, her body has to go through this thing, and you know, she's gone through the excitement of having it, and then it, you know, it comes out, and so that was really tough because you feel really helpless. And I couldn't help my wife. But the worst thing about it is because when you're pregnant, you don't tell anyone that you're pregnant for 12 weeks or eight weeks or something. I think so. Yeah. You don't tell anyone that in case something goes wrong, which is, and so like this, this thing happened over the course of a year, you know, three miscarriages and we couldn't tell anyone. So she couldn't tell anyone. I think she might've told him, you know, very close family, but I didn't tell anyone and I thought it didn't affect me as much, but it really did it because I couldn't help my wife. I couldn't help her, you know, as a person I care about the most in the world. And so it was very awful. Um, and then uh, the show that I work on called The Project, we did a week about infertility. And um, I said, look, I can talk about this because I think it's good to talk about it. And then as soon as I said that, there were five guys in the office who were all actually going through the same thing. All their wives had had miscarriages and they were all trying to have, and it was like, just knowing that, like just knowing that I wasn't, a weirdo what suddenly made it okay and I can suddenly talk about it now and it's alright the, and same for them like they would come and tell me like the, where it happened for them what they were going through and just being able to share it and not be ostracised made it okay and made it uh, a way to deal with it it gave us a way to deal with it because it's different for everybody yeah I don't know how's your chicken <laughs> <laughs> I just need some of this uh, oh, tasty saucy uh, chicken. Yeah, I see. I see your point. It is harder to eat after someone's taught you about their miscarriage. <laughs> <laughs> that was my point. Yeah. That was my point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh, a lot of sauce. A lot of sauce. <laughs> well, I reckon. I reckon we'll, we'll call it there. So I let you go. Fine. No, that's fine. Thanks fine. so much for coming into the shower and. Eating some chicken and share some stories. Well, I've really enjoyed being inside your safe space. And thank you, um, thank you I will, I will gladly come around to your place and help build a fence. 
I'm good at digging. I'm good at digging holes. Are you really? Yeah, I'm actually really good at digging holes, man. So I, I had to get help to dig a hole for the fence because I couldn't I couldn't get back. No, we were digging holes for the. This is another story. How are you grabbing a fence? I know. I know. It, what I know. This so is worse than the Tonga language. Man. We we had to dig holes for these trees that we bought from our own old house that we moved into, old flat that we grew. Anyway. And I couldn't dig them fast enough. It got dark too quick and they were dying. So I had to get gone to the website to get a guy to come around to dig holes. And in walks the most beautiful Tonga man I've ever seen who was ripped. And he'd like dig a hole and like, boof. You know those guys like, donk, yeah. donk, donk, hole. And God, my, I was like, my wife kept coming out with cups of tea. and like, go back inside. Go back inside. Don't look at this man. Don't look at this man. And I was trying to dig at the same rate. <laughs> He dug eight holes for the trees when I dug one, and then he had to come and finish my one off to make it better. It was just so humiliating. My wife was looking through the window. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Did he know you were talking? Yes. Oh, that, that guy's a dick, then. Do a brother a solid man. <laughs> Put a balaclava on or something. Don't they? like something so beautiful. <laughs> he was very good. I would recommend him. Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower was produced by Charlie Bleakley and presented by me, James Nokise. The engineer is Blair Stagpool. The executive producers are Justin Gregory and Tim Watkin. Subscribe to every episode of this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, or at radionz.co.nz slash series. And while you're on Apple, please rate us by clicking on ratings and review, then the stars, but only give us five. It's really simple and means way more to us than it does to you. It's a great way to spread the word and get me more free fried chicken. If you want to share your safe space or comfort food, tweet me at James Nokise. All complaints can be tweeted to RNZ. Faftailava Matewa. This podcast is made possible by the RNZ New Zealand On Air Innovation Fund.